0: new jingle new voices welcome to this special guest season of retrain your brain with me chartered psychologist dr audrey tang in this season i am privileged to speak to so many well being guest experts to learn all about their field and to give you loads of practical tips and tools to live your best life We have a very special guest joining us, and she's going to talk about nutrition and improving bone density in children. It's dietitian, award-winning writer and expert in her field, Dr. Carrie Ruxton. Welcome to the Wellbeing Lounge, Dr. Carrie. Lovely to see you again, Audrey. It's great to see you again. It's lovely to chat. I learned so much from you, so I'm so excited. (laughs) Listeners, just to let you know a little bit more about Dr. Carrie, she is an independent dietitian with more than 30 years experience in nutrition and health. Since 2003, she has worked on a freelance basis across media, trade bodies, and the NHS. And she publishes widely in scientific journals, textbooks, and magazines, winning awards for her writing. She's also a regular TV expert contributing to Food Unwrapped, Rip Off Britain, and Food Detectives. So it's a great opportunity for us to learn from the very, very best. Dr. Carrie. recently, a survey by Petit Filou found that eight in 10 parents are worried about their children's bone health, but only five in 10 are actually doing something about it, which kind of leads me to believe that parents really want to do something, but they don't quite know what to do. And admittedly, sometimes I even get a bit of information overload from science. So what concerns should we really be aware of? We're always bombarded with information
1: about obesity and we're always being warned obesity and eating too much sugar, that something like your bones, which are hidden in your body, you never think about them unless you break one. Yes, they're, they're just, they're they're not front of mind. So when you ask parents, you know, like we did in the Petit Palou survey, are you thinking about bone health? Are you worried about it? They go, yes, yes, actually we are. And a third of parents said, I don't think my children are getting the right nutrients or exercise for their oh. bone health. Then you say to them, what are you doing specifically about it? And they really were not clear. So there's definitely an issue there with, I don't think bones are front of mind. And I don't think parents are really understanding what they can do specifically about their children's bone health. Mm. The concerns for me as a dietitian is that there's this fantastic window of opportunity in childhood to maximise your bone density. So that's kind of growing and growing until you hit your mid-20s. And then I'm sorry to say, because we're both ladies who are bit older it, yes. it goes downhill uh, and I'm much older than you so I'll probably be kind of speeding down that hill in terms of bone density but you will start to lose it as you get older so you want to make sure that your children and young people have got the best bone density that they can get in their mid-20s so that you're going to protect them against that decline in bone density later in life, which can lead to things like osteoporosis and Mm. fractures.
0: If I really haven't, done anything before the age of 20 it becomes quite difficult to catch up with it at that point doesn't it I've I've yes. have I missed that window completely it is hard oh. to catch
1: up all you can really do is start to preserve what you've got so hopefully you have done you know you've been physically active you've had those bone health nutrients in your diet and you have got a reasonable bone density you then want to hang on to it as much as possible And I was quite concerned with the Olympics in mind that there was actually um, a survey published in a journal just a couple of months ago. Mm. It's from U.S. data, which showed that a quarter of women runners, have had a stress fracture now that's really quite worrying and the, the factor that was most involved in that was something called osteopenia which is bone thinning which is related to your age and your diet and things like your body weight as well because a lot of women runners even though they're very physically active they're trying to keep their body weight very low so quite often they're not eating well and they're missing out on a lot of foods even people who are very physically active are suffering from things like stress fractures, because they haven't been
0: feeding their bones during those crucial periods. We don't really know much else about what helps us nutritionally for our bones. Are there any particular things we should maybe try and include in our diet? I think the four things that I would
1: recommend is just concentrating on the diet at the moment. Think about bone health as a family issue. So it's not something to kind of park until you reach the menopause or until somebody in the family falls over and breaks a bone. Start thinking about it from weaning and uh, make sure that the kids are eating the right things, that you as mum, that you're eating the right things. Also, that your own parents are eating the right things, older people in the family. So think about it as a family issue that we want to get right. Second one is obviously to have dairy foods in the diet or appropriate alternatives. Because dairy foods actually provide a lot of the calcium in our diets. It's about 30 to 40 percent of the calcium we get in our diets comes from dairy foods. So if you are replacing them, you have to be very careful to make sure that they are adequate replacement. People who are are vegan uh, and have a a vegan lifestyle, because it isn't just about the diet, it's kind of all aspects. uh, And they're coming at it not from a nutritional standpoint, but an ethical standpoint, will have to take care to look for alternatives because children actually need per kilogram body weight seven times more vitamin D than an adult and about four and a half times more calcium. So they're not little adults. They actually have much greater needs for their body size compared with you or I. So you have to work really hard. And that will involve, I mean, for example, with, um, with calcium, it's the green leafy vegetables, it's the fortified foods. So some of the plant milks, for example... Are now fortified but do check the label to make sure you're getting one that's fortified because some of them still aren't and it goes beyond calcium as well so you have to be looking at an iodine source and milk does provide iodine actually due to farming practices because it's not naturally present in the milk things like vitamin c are important for bone health but vegans and vegetarians get good amounts of vitamin c from the vegetables and then on the magnesium that's the nuts and the seeds and the whole grains and the beans. So these are all vegan anyway. So it's really just finding that alternative for the calcium and the vitamin D, because as I said before, most of the good sources are animal or fish based. You can't really take a lot of shortcuts, particularly with uh, children in these very crucial years. Something like the Vegan Society is actually a really good source of advice. And they have their own supplement, And they do provide a lot of information on their website about alternatives for different nutrients. So you want to get your dairy in there. So things like yogurt, milk, cheese, fromage free, they're all healthy options. And parents should be aiming for about two to three servings a day for their kids. And adults can aim for two servings. And the third thing, uh, because calcium doesn't work on its own, you need vitamin D to help you absorb it and fix it into the bones. So, think about vitamin D. So, in the summer, that's all about sunshine and getting outside and and getting sun exposure on your skin, and then you make your own vitamin D. But in the autumn, winter, and spring, think about taking a daily supplement, which is what's recommended by the government. And the final thing is, is think about other foods that have got bone health nutrients. So, you're talking about magnesium, so that's your nuts and seeds and beans, alternative sources of calcium from vegetables, things like spinach, kale, cabbage. And obviously your fish and seafood for your iodine and your uh, vitamin D as well, because calcium works almost like a a football team of nutrients. It's got all these nutrients around it to help support your bones.
0: To hear now that actually calcium may not work quite as efficiently without vitamin D or without magnesium, that, that worries me all of a sudden because I'm suddenly, well, I can have my milk, but what if i'm not getting enough vitamin d some dairy foods are fortified with vitamin d so for example if
1: you have a look on the packet there there are some yogurts and fromage free that now contain vitamin d and i've even seen breakfast cereal with vitamin d so do have a look at the packaging you will find that some foods are fortified and and that goes towards your your uh, recommended amount
0: that's fantastic that's really good advice because these are all very new things that are coming out we also need Exercise. I know that (laughs) perhaps it's a little bit too easy for parents to think, well, the school will take care of PE, my child's doing enough there. But I don't know whether that's
1: really the case. WHO, uh, the World Health Organization, says that children should be having an hour a day of physical activity. When I was young, a a very long time ago, you would just get pushed out the door into the street and you'd be running, jumping, climbing skipping, doing all the things that are actually fantastic for bone health. And that's probably why we didn't really have a huge problem with bone health in the past. We have all these temptations now. We have lots of iPads, phones and television sets. And it's just, it's far too tempting. Just plonk the children down in front of a screen. They're nice and quiet. You can get on with whatever you're trying to do as a parent, but it really is so bad for their bone health. I really do think it's important to set limits on children's screen time because those those hours can just run away with themselves. And I'm a parent as well. I mean, I've got a, a twelve year old and and a boy who's almost twenty one, and I've always worked full time, so I've signed them up to clubs. So after school clubs, at lunchtime clubs at school, football tennis girls are playing football and rugby now so again the olympics is a great um, example of that certainly getting out for walks that's free as well and trying to maybe use the stairs a lot so if you're if you're kind of out and about instead of thinking oh jump in the car and go downtown and and get something whether it's a light shop you know a couple of pints of milk or something just um, walk down and maybe even have challenges where if you you see some steps, you've got to like walk up them or run up them really quickly because going up steps is really fantastic for weight bearing and, and going down steps and encourage your children to jump off things. I mean, children always love climbing up trees, walking on walls, let them do all
0: that. But I really do think that we could all do with being more active. This has been really eye-opening. So thank you so much for for joining us on the show today because I've not only learned a lot more about what I need to do, but actually how easy it is to add those things into, into my lifestyle. And I think you're right in saying it's not about taking shortcuts no matter who we are. We can't just say our health will take care of itself because we really need to actively be looking into it. So if our listeners want to find out more want to read some of your your papers how can they get in touch with you please I've
1: got my own website nutritioncommunications.com which has got some of my papers on it but um, I I think there's lots of uh, great sources of information out there on diet and bone health anyway. Something like the British Nutrition Foundation is very good. Brilliant.
0: I shall put those links on our Facebook page. Thank you so much, Dr. Carey. You've been absolutely wonderful. And actually, I'd love to have you on again if you are available. Oh, yes. I love coming on your show, Audrey, and I hope it's been helpful for your listeners. Definitely, definitely and that's all we have time for but if you'd like to find out more do go to my website which is www.draudryt.com and check out my articles which give you practical tools to live your best life or you can go to my youtube channel which is dr Audrey tang tools to thrive